0: Hello, homeschool friends, and welcome to this episode of the Homeschool High School Podcast from SevenSistersHomeschool.com, brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. I'm Sabrina, and I'm here today with Vicki, and we're going to talk about movies. That's your expertise. Well, I don't know if it's my expertise, but I do like them. Yeah. 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 I like them because lots of people like them. I like them because lots of teenagers like them. And they are so nice
1: for a change. From regular reading
0: wait movies and reading have something to do with each other Nah. do you think we could
1: <laughs> let the kids watch a movie and count it as a book
0: on a book list like they read it no, but could we have them do something with the movie that is really good for their brain and is a part of the literature component of a language arts credit in high school? So you mean they could watch a movie and learn some
1: actual literary themes and analysis and they could useful indeed. language arts stuff? They could, And indeed. count it toward language arts credit? Yes. Well, we jumped right in there, didn't we? Okay, so that's the end of the episode. Thank <laughs> you for joining us. No. <laughs>
0: Yeah, this is a thing. This whole movies mm-hmm. and and literary analysis going together thing. Mm. It's a really good thing and we started mm-hmm. dabbling in it a few years ago. Yeah, I guess. And um have seen lots of teens now in our local community do really well with this. So, um it's kind of like something I really love. So, I'm probably going to talk a lot but Vicky will interrupt me when she should. All right, so I, so all right, so
1: basically what we're talking about here is there's a way to get movies and literature studies into one place.
0: Right. And a lot of homeschoolers will do the whole We'll read the book and then we'll watch the movie version of it and Mm -hmm. we'll compare and contrast. And that's good. And that's good. Mm -hmm. This is something different and something
1: beyond that. Mm -hmm. Because not all movies are based on a book. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to study some literature themes, then you need to, uh, if you don't have a book, you need to have something to guide you. All right, so so I'm going to interrupt. Go. This, This is legitimate. You can actually get some movies. If it's studied well. Yes. Yeah. And it's legitimate compared, like, if you look at, uh, like, the scope and sequence for traditional schools. Mm -hmm. Um, Some traditional school systems, like in Canada and different states in the U.S., actually have a a cinema studies component that's required. Cool. Like, because they're trying to train kids who are living in the digital world, like, they, they read very little, and they watch a lot. Mm-hmm. And so in analyzing some movies, they're getting a story, and which is good, but they're also learning critical thinking skills. Right. So you see it right in the requirements, if you look online at, at um, the scope and sequence of a lot of traditional schools. And we're not trying to be traditional
0: school but, but there's value in recognizing what the, the um, I was going to say industry, that's the wrong word, but what traditional schools are looking at and, yeah. and requiring, and then what colleges are looking for and what they're accustomed to seeing on transcripts coming from traditional schools.
1: And it just kind of adds a little bit of legit to something we want to yes. do anyway. so we feel validated.
0: <laughs> we feel validated. Yeah, so... Um, okay let's first of all just get a little global because I like to start there Uh and Uh the bottom line is stories are stories that's a a big quote it's a big quote that's tweetable that was tweetable right there (laughs) stories are stories yeah we um as homeschoolers we often are bookworms ourselves Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and there can be a little bit of a prejudice against movies or television for storytelling and um We often even have to hold our seventh sister's hands and say, yes, it's okay if your child uses a couple of audio books over the course of a year. True that. Um, It's not cheating. You know, you don't want to do that all the time. You need Uh to be working on the reading skills too, but... Audiobooks are a legitimate way to get literature into your brain and soul.
1: And one of the most fun things is to listen to one of the British novels read by a British oh, reader. Yes, please. Oh, Benedict sick.
0: Cumberbatch reading Kafka's Metamorphosis. I'm just saying. It's <laughs> amazing. And it, at least for a long time, was free. I don't know if it still is. But if you Google it, Benedict Cumberbatch reading Kafka's Metamorphosis. Oh, oh. Awesome sauce. So he's, he's,
1: that's not a British story, but anytime you can listen to Benedict Cumberbatch
0: (laughs) doing anything, that's really what it's about. (laughs) He could read the telephone book and I would download the, the audio of it.
1: By the way, people want Benedict Cumberbatch doing things like reading things. I have on my Pinterest board for poetry, have him, there's some videos of him doing different poems wonderful like the um this snicker the, the lewis carroll's um, oh jabberwocky
0: thank you uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> i i didn't know that kafka wasn't british but you know i did know jabberwocky <laughs> i really did know kafka wasn't british it just came out of my mouth <laughs> oh dear <laughs> and this my friends is why you tune in to the homeschool high school podcast because of the level of expertise that vicky and i provide <laughs>
1: Which, listen, if we can do anything homeschool related and our kids grew up. Yes. They all made it to adulthood. They
0: survived. And you can do it too. That's right. So now you feel validated, just like we were feeling validated a minute ago. Oh my goodness. Let's try to get back on topic. Let's see. So stories are stories. That's where I was. And yes, audiobooks are not cheating. And actually, movies are not cheating either. The point is, what? Which movies do you choose and what do you do with them? And um, so the whole thing of the analysis of literature is the analysis of storytelling. Yes. You don't use literary analysis when you are reading a science textbook. You don't when you are reading um, a, a historical report of something mm-hmm. as it happened. It's all about storytelling. And the things that work well in a story that will be printed on a page are the same things that work well in a story that will be brought to life in a movie. Mm -hmm. And in particular, for kids who struggle some with reading and who get overwhelmed with the actual reading piece of it, they read very slowly... Um, maybe there are things like dyslexia that, that make even the decoding of the words difficult. Reading comprehension is a stretch. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes they are working so hard to simply read the book that we assigned that when we then ask them to analyze what they're reading, it's just almost too much.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's, it's okay for kids to have learning differences, It is okay, And to find some ways to get the actual literature learning
0: to them in an accessible way is a cool thing. Right. And the thought processes that go into analyzing literature are really important for all Mm -hmm. teens to work on and to cultivate. So by using a movie um, that removes some of the, the strain of simply having to read the book. To use a movie to then work that part of the brain and help Mm -hmm. them develop the critical thinking skills and um, everything that goes into analyzing it is a wonderful approach. Mm -hmm. But you can't just do it willy-nilly, haphazard, sit down, watch the movie, and then just talk about it.
1: Yeah, so if if you sat down and watched like one of my favorite movies is It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, yeah. And if you watch that and said, okay, so
0: tell me what you thought of that movie. That's not literary Mm -hmm. analysis at all. Mm-mm. Um, one of the things that is difficult for people in general, but particularly for teens, when it comes to analysis of literature, is they don't know where to start. There are too many things to look at.
1: Most of us moms don't know where to start. Yeah.
0: And, well, and that's actually one of the signs of a really good book. If you could pick 17 different things to focus on, because this author did 17 different things really well... Mm-hmm. Okay, that's great. That means that author just totally did what they were supposed to do. But it makes it tough to get it into an assignment that is accessible to a teen and isn't going to overwhelm. Um, So what we did at Seven Sisters is we started creating study guides to go along with particular movies. And they're movies that are examples of very good storytelling in at least one particular way. Maybe in several ways, but at least one. And we pick one or sometimes two to sort of focus in on. So when the student watches the movie, before they hit play, they look at the intro in the study guide and it says, for the purposes of this study guide, we're going to focus on this. Mm -hmm. We're going to focus on what a coming-of-age story looks like. Mm -hmm. Or we're going to focus on what rich character development looks like. Mm -hmm. So while you're watching it, just know that's what we're pointing toward. And there Mm -hmm. may be 52 other things in here that are worth time and attention, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: but we're not going to give them our time and attention this time. Yeah. You can do that some other day if you would like to. So that gives you a where we're going to start, and it gives you a limit to the overwhelming amount of things to think about. That's one of the things that makes Seven
1: Sisters guides seven sisters guides is we don't try to kill the book or the movie that all of our guides focus on one or two themes and there may be lots of other good ones and they can hit those again some other time right but in those guides, so that the the young people get the most out of the experience, not out of the straining everything to pieces, and then they right. hate the book. You know, so we just focus on those one or two things.
0: If the first experience with a book or a movie helps you to really grab onto something and builds the thinking skills that enable you to grab onto that, mm-hmm. then you have that tool in your toolkit for going forward. You can use those same thinking skills on other things down the road. Um, You don't have to... Pardon me. You don't have to uh, use that tool on every piece of the story. Mm -hmm. You can just practice it on the one. The, The real point is not... I don't think any of us start our kid in high school and say the one thing that matters to me is that before this is all over with, Kafka's metamorphosis is going to mean everything that that Kafka meant for it to mean and my teen is going to go through life knowing everything there is to know about it that that's ridiculous but maybe
1: everything about it is Benedict Cumberbatch reading it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that could be that could be if instead we're saying I want my kid to come out of high school knowing how to take a story and think about it Mm -hmm. and notice things about it, and then notice connections from those things in the story and the way they connect to things in real life, and then to notice how things from that author's personal history from the time period and the culture from which they wrote, how those things show up in the story and influence the reader. If they're learning to notice and to process those ideas, that's what we want, the literature. So you don't have to take one book and do everything that there possibly could be done to that one book you know
1: yeah and uh, that life takeaway of making connections so if they practice that with stories they can generalize that over into other learnings like I am learning this concept in biology and I can connect it to
0: something in the way my life works yeah yeah connections it's a really important thing it's Mm -hmm. intuitive for some people to, make, to look for connections. Mm-hmm. It's not intuitive for a whole lot of other people. So would a teen,
1: besides a special needs kid, like a kid with some learning struggles, having at least some movies uh, is a really good way to teach them literary analysis, making connections, doing inferential thinking. But what about a gifted teen or just a normal average teen, which most kids are?
0: Normal, average. Oh, they're such good words, and we yeah. kind of worry that we they're bad words. We like minimalize, but this they're is really... Yeah, 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 most of us are normal and average. Um, yeah, so one of the things is, you mentioned earlier, teens now are living in an incredibly digital visual age. Mm-hmm. They are seeing stories in a um, video format, so much more than ever before, and it's only going to continue. Mm. So we want them to make the connection between, ah, connections again. <laughs> Didn't mean to do that. It just happened accidentally. But we want them to make the connection between, yes, you can actually think really important things when you are watching something in a video format, and you can go away and and um, dig deeply into those ideas and apply them in mm-hmm. real life. So for all of our normal, average, and gifted kids. That in and of itself is important. Mm-hmm. Instead of as homeschoolers sort of turning our nose up at how digital and how video everything is now. Ew. It was better back in the old days when and everything right. was printed yes. books. Yes. Um, but uh, most teens are not going to buy into that. Mm-hmm. And they're going to say, well, no, this is the age that I live in and this is mm-hmm. how it works. So let's encourage them to use those portions of their brains to think about the things that they are consuming um, through video formats. And then there are a whole lot of different levels on which to think about a movie, just like there are a whole lot of different levels on which to think about a book. Mm-hmm. So in the same way that literature guides at Seven Sisters that accompany a book offer ways to approach that book at an average level or to add some supplemental thinking and research and writing to it to take it deeper and to take it to the next stage for our honors kids, our cinema studies guides do the same thing. You can watch a movie and you can get the basic idea of what a coming of age story is. You can also then think about it a little more deeply and say, now also look at the relationship between these two characters. That was a mentoring relationship. What was it about the older character that the younger character saw himself Becoming and mm-hmm. vice versa, and how and you could do a whole a whole character relationship analysis beyond that. If you have a kid who's ready for that and who wants that kind of challenge and right. stretch, so to make these guides easily adaptable for different levels of need in a student, it, it's a way to make it fit for your kid for this year in your homeschool. And it's the Seven Sisters thing. It's the Seven Sisters thing. All
1: right. So we were hinting at that Seven Sisters has cinema studies guides cinema studies for literature learning yeah yep and so we just happened to have coming out
0: a the sequel we decided to call it the sequel instead of volume two (laughs) because it's movies get it it's like a movie joke (laughs) yes we
1: we published our first
0: you know that like no like this yeah, okay. <laughs> it's true. I will own it. Our first Cinema Studies for Literature Learning bundle came out in um November of twenty seventeen. And uh it's been pretty ridiculously popular. It's been pretty ridiculously popular. Yeah. It meets
1: some needs yeah. for our young people. And I know our local kids have eaten
0: it up. Yeah. So you can buy individual guides that go with a specific movie title that you've chosen. Mm -hmm. You can also get a bundle, and I think it's 15 movies, which is enough to do um, one every couple of weeks Mm -hmm. throughout a school year. This does not take the place of reading, but it can be a really large component of the literary analysis that you do Mm -hmm. over the course of a year. And then you still need a book list, and you need to actually read some stuff, too. Mm -hmm. Um, But it can really be a big chunk of the backbone. And we let our local kids substitute out some.
1: So some books, I think we do a couple of the guides in replacement of one of the books on their book list. If their book list is more than I'm reading five books this year. If they've
0: got fifteen books that they read over the course of the year Mm -hmm. and they're in tenth grade. And they did some literary analysis on a couple of those titles, mm-hmm. and then they did the cinema studies. They've had a rich year mm-hmm. of literature learning.
1: Yeah. We should do a post at Seven Sisters on how to put that all together for the language arts credit.
0: We should. I think that that's a good idea, and that you should do that. Yes. <laughs> because you are the blog post queen. You, 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 you can do the, the geeky guide part, and yes. I'll do the let's put it together yes. and show how we do it locally. Exactly. So, so within each of these guides, the approach is that you have um, a page of introductory material that says, okay, so here's kind of why we chose this movie. This is a cool movie because... And then it says, um, and for the purposes of watching it and analyzing it right now, we're going to focus on this. And this is a literary device. This is the same type of thing that you could analyze in a written story. These are not things that are just so we never talk about lighting.
1: Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. is
0: not a cinematography thing it's not a course in how to make a movie right it's not even a course in what made the movie a really good vehicle for telling that story Mm -hmm. because it's not about the movie it's about the story right these guides are focusing on the story piece of it and um so we may look at character we may look at plot arc we may look at um more specific things, um, parallel structure within a story or the, the very kinds of things that um, that you would do when you're when you're reading Oliver Twist and analyzing that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then the student is told to watch the movie once, keeping in mind that that's kind of what we're paying attention to this time, whatever that chosen focus point is. And then there are questions throughout the guide and they are encouraged to pause the movie from time to time and jot down answers to the questions. And for the most part, I don't think we need to require answers in complete sentences. This is not a writing assignment. This is a place for them to track their their observations. And their thoughts about what they are observing Mm -hmm. as they watch the movie. So that when they are finished with the movie, they can look over their notes and see running through there. That connectedness of, oh yeah, this points to that focus. And so did this. And I wouldn't have thought that this would, but it does tie in, doesn't it? So that when they get to the end, they can see that focus point running through the whole story. And um, so then we suggest that they go away and do something else for a couple of days or a week. But then watch the movie a second time. And this time, don't stop and make any notes. Just watch it start to finish. But now there's been several days of those ideas sort of sinking in mm-hmm. in their brains and settling in. Forming and... neural pathways. Ooh, forming neural pathways. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> A little psych there. there I there love it. And so when they watch it the second time, they will see things they already saw automatically. Mm-hmm. And that frees them up to then see even more. Mm-hmm. And after watching the movie the second time, then there are writing prompts in mm-hmm. the guide. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the guides offer two different types of response, either a personal response paper that is much more opinion and reaction based or a more formal essay of a particular type, either persuasive or compare contrast or whatever. Um, and so then they write and their writing should be done like all writing assignments mm-hmm. should be done in stages. Mm hmm. And so they should take their first pass at it, but then they should put it away and do something else and then come back and look at it and edit and revise and tighten up their writing. And they should most certainly proofread before they actually turn the assignment in. Oh my, yes. Yes. Because it's a writing assignment. (laughs) It's not just ideas slapped down. It's writing. Mm -hmm. And again, this doesn't take the place of writing instruction over the course of a Mm -hmm. year. But it is a wonderful place to get some of those needed writing assignments Indeed. done. And it, it also teaches
1: the, the young people some time management mm. because these are not guides that are meant to sit down and do in one sitting. Right, This is a process. It's a learning process. There's actual learning going on, and so it needs
0: a little bit of time. Right. And a last thing, if you have a kid who is struggling one of the lovely things about this is that they can be done pretty much orally Mm -hmm. if you have a student who really struggles with the writing piece Mm -hmm, of it. mm -hmm. So you can talk through um, the questions as you watch it the first time, and then you can watch it the second time, and when it's over, talk on a much deeper and more um, cohesive Mm -hmm. level, style, whatever. I don't know. Looking at the movie, at the story then as a whole um, so it, it yeah. works really well for kids kind
1: of across the board it's been a blessing to talk to the, the kids who have some learning disabilities um, as they've worked through the guides it's increased their confidence like oh I'm not dumb Right. just some things are a little harder but look I'm, I'm doing literature analysis so right. it's really
0: like confidence inducing we um, we'll, we'll wrap this up with a story but this was just precious we did mr holland's opus in our local school and we looked at plot arc because it is such a um such a good example of watching a character develop and move so it's a plot arc and a character arc that that stay together just so beautifully as you see these different periods in his life and um one student in the class really struggled Mm -hmm. with anything to do with with um yeah with this stuff with analyzing stories but to be able to actually draw the arc and put the points on there that, okay, so at this point historically in the story, when such and such happened, then right next to that, following that same arc, what was Mr. Holland's attitude about himself and his family and his career then? And then at this point in the story, what this happened and what was... And to be able to visually plot that out, this kid lit up uh. and said... I understand what you were talking about now. I didn't oh. understand it when we were just talking about it with words, but then we drew it on an arc mm-hmm. and I can see it. I see what you mean. And that kind of stuff, that's, that's priceless. Yeah. Yeah. So shameless plug, give movies a place in your homeschool. Yeah. And maybe try some cinema studies for literature learning. The sequel <laughs> that's so is coming out um, in March, mm-hmm. end of March. Yeah, I don't know if we have a firm date set, but mm-hmm. end of March. And that will be another fifteen um, titles available and they can be downloaded as individual titles or the bundle for a year's worth of literature learning through movies. That's awesome. Check it out at seven sisters homeschool.com in the ebook store. Awesome. All right, so that's our thing about movies as literature learning opportunities. And we hope that that inspires you to uh, try something that will probably really resonate with your teen growing up in a very heavily digital video environment. Yeah, And this has been the audio environment of the (laughs) Homeschool High School podcast. From sevensistershomeschool.com, brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.